it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind Say you mind I'm dreaming Of a white Supremacy free Christmas Just like the ones we've Never Never Glisten and asylum seekers are welcomed with open arms. I'm dreaming of a racist free Christmas. It's time to abolish the monarchy and give back all the things you've stolen throughout the centuries. Dreaming of a Christmas where massage noir isn't hard to comprehend, and black women have the same privilege as cis and white men. I'm dreaming of a Christmas that leaves trans folk the fuck alone. If you mind your business this festive season. If you mind your business this festive season, you may find your happier at home. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. That wasn't me that time, clearly. Um, that was the incredible Lewis Harris Tench uh, that blessed us with um, just beautiful, his beautiful voice. And thank you. That was like, that was like the perfect like Christmas opening, getting us ready for Christmas week if you're celebrating. Um, 
and celebrate and hopefully by staying in your yard um or in your bubble or whatever because i yeah i just hope that people are staying safe because uh covid variant omarosa aka omarion is really is really really out here so you have to just you know look after yourselves and each other no jerry springer but um big up yourself lewis that was incredible incredible um and there's a lot to cover today, I think. Anyway, welcome. Welcome back. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. Um, it's me, Kalechi, in a blood clot place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Ooh, well, it's really been a time. It's really been a time. It's really been a week. I have come off um, socials for a bit. Um, I, you know, I like to take my breaks. I like to, um, distance myself from the fuckery. And, um, I feel like you always know when it's your time to kind of like come off social media for a bit, because, you know, and I feel like it's good to be honest about things like this. Like, obviously, you know, I'm here for love and light and I'm here for the expansion of all of our collective, um, consciousness and our souls and all of that stuff. But sometimes I do want to shoot people by firing squad um, I do, I do, I do, I do, um, why, because I feel like you could be in a particular zone, and you know, we just had, um, did we have a full moon in Gemini, like, you're just minding your business, and then somebody wants to come and type nonsense to you, and usually I'm just kind of like, you know, let it go, let it go. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't want you to exist no more. Like people just be tra- typing trash. And when I feel those very, very violent feelings, sometimes towards people, I just don't know because they're typing trash. I'm just like, okay, this is a good time to come, come off the net because these aren't good emotions to harbor. And I think that that's healthy to kind of just be like, mm, it's time for me to bizounce and just leave. But um, I feel like there is a pushback, you know, I feel like 2020 felt like too much progress for some people. So is, there is this pushback. Um, Patrice Cullors, the one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, she was talking about it on her socials recently, uh, when she was talking about the uh, the great regression when you ha- when you whenever you have like a great push towards progressive um you know uh leanings and ideologies soon after that it's almost like people take 10 steps back and i feel like ultimately that is what we're finding like we're going to talk about it when we talk about start your motors we're going to be talking about it but if you consider all of the things that happened in 2020 that felt almost surreal like people marching um, and and speaking out about so many different things and different organizations and companies going oh yeah this is going to change that's going to change and you get to 2021 it's actually like well bitch I'm not going to change a single fucking thing and you thought bitch you motherfucking thought okay in fact I'm going to be worse than before because you really thought you had me on the ropes didn't you because of a little lockdown you thought you had me on the ropes but you don't but you don't 
So I'm just going to go right ahead and be more violent than before because you tried it. That's the energy that I feel like I'm getting from a lot of places, but it won't last. And I remember saying in the tarot readings to like prepare for like a lockdown around October and things like that. And what I realized from spirit is like, that was the good advice. I was giving the good advice. Like if any government officials actually listened to this, they would have followed my advice to have done that from around um, October um and then you wouldn't have this kind of like panic that people are having now as to what they should be doing and oh I'm going to miss Christmas I'm going to miss this I'm going to miss that um but it's because the government's useless and I heard that some more stuff about Allegra Stratton um is going to come out some more leaked videos so clearly Dominic Cummings isn't done he's still got bits to share um xoxo babes um so yeah but for this week um in my random bits that I've been up to not much because I've just been um staying away from people um just it's my general vibe anyway but it's also good to kind of like especially with everything that's going around just generally stay away from people so I haven't been out since I taught the workshop on Saturday no I went for a run I went for a run today the like streets were empty virtually so I went for a run um and that was that really just not been doing anything um in that regard but I started watching Succession and that was um that's been really good um yeah well so far I've I think I'm like episode four season one episode four um and I'm enjoying it at first I wasn't quite sure about the choice of um how it was being shot because it very much was giving me mockumentary it was very much giving me like the office vibe and then I started clocking like the little humorous things that was happening and I'm like it's so deadpan funny like it's hilarious so um yeah just getting used to the style that it's filmed in um and yeah it seemed like a decent uh decent series so far but um let's get into um the tarot then I think we'll jump into the tarot I can't quite think of anything else that I wanted to say really um Oh, well, yeah, you can read my Grazia piece. I wrote a sports roundup of 2021 for Grazia magazine. So you can pick up a copy. Um, that's Grazia UK. You can pick up a copy um, in the new um, at the supermarket. Uh, it's a red cover one because sometimes some people still have the old one. I think that was like a greenish cover. And the newest um, issue is a red cover. And my sports roundup is in there. And it was just very, very cute. It's nice to have been writing so much and writing for different places. If you haven't read by now my piece about um, Give Lewis Hamilton His Things for The Voice newspaper, it's um, online on The Voice website. Um, you can read it there. If you are struggling to find it, you can go to kalechiokafo.com slash bits I've written. And um, there's a link there as well, because I saw that lots and lots and lots of people went to go and read it there even some people in Abu Dhabi so no who knows maybe Max was reading it and he was furious (laughs) anyway um yeah let's get into the tarot so with Venus um going retrograde Venus will be going retrograde soon I think there is um this idea of revisiting aspects of um you know what uh, I guess things that we've put in place, dynamics that we've put in place in certain relationships and looking at how 
you know, is that surfing us? How is that looking for us? Is that working? Um, so I, yeah, it's looking, is it going retrograde in Capricorn? We're having to, yeah, look at these things and, um, the kind of decisions that we started making around 2013, 2014, um, end of 2013, beginning of 2014, those are the things that we're revisiting now. So it's a good idea to think about like, what were you doing at that time? Um, because this will strongly relate to that as well. So we've got the nine of wands, we've got the hierophant, we've got the king of pentacles in reverse and we've got the strength card in reverse from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck we've got pray and then we've also got you've given so much to others have you set aside time um have you set put aside a moment to give to yourself um and so it's so it on it's just like perfectly in the theme of um what venus is about to do or has done in the terms of um having this retrograde um nine of wands is the work that we've put in place the boundaries that we put in place it's about re um addressing those boundaries and remembering that we are the sole authority on uh, which boundaries need to be where um especially for some people around money i mentioned this last week as well and it seems to be like um, a constant theme you can love your family, but you don't have to be paying for everything. Some of you, your family might have just recently come back in your life, maybe in the last few years. And you're trying to, you know, show that you're glad that you lot are back together again. Making loud and proud. All my love for you. There are times when I look above and beyond. There are times when I feel your love around. It's 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 Sorry, sorry, I'm back. Oh my god, wow, that was a deviation. Um, but honestly, um, you're back together again, and it's wonderful. But it's not because you're back together again that you now need to be throwing all of your money um at the situation or at them um in order to I guess feel less guilty um the call that you made is the call that you made when you said that you know you felt like it was best for everybody to go their separate ways yeah you know it is what it is maybe now you might have thought oh well I was moving a bit mad but at the time you made the decision that was best for you in that moment you made the decision while you were in survival mode of whatever and we can't go back now but what you can't be doing is persisting in feeling guilty and being like oh well the best way to deal with this is to throw money at it because it's not you have to strength of um, strength uh, the strength card in reverse understand that you went you needed to do all the things that you were doing because you were trying to tame that lion within you were trying to tame that beast um within and you needed to understand the extent and the um of what that beast could do whether destructive or otherwise and now you've learned take ownership of that you don't need to feel guilty um about that and for some people it's like having better boundaries in place choosing better um not choosing uh the people who have shown you red flags that they're financially irresponsible um is another thing or not choosing people out of um 
like desperation to be like oh well they're better off than I am so I'm going to be with them because they're going to provide me with protection and they're going to provide me with stability because actually it's showing your lack of strength of character and you're going to be resentful because once that uh, almost like that transaction happens you can't really show up and be um, autonomous and say that oh you know I want to do things this way or I want to do things that way because it's just like well no you've been taking my money ho so it's going to be this way or no way um and the tower card is at the bottom of the deck because you know some people you're really still trying to hold on to things that are not going to be there anymore it's like what I was talking about the great regression earlier like you already know from 2020 that shit's fucked but in your um inability to accept that shit's fucked you're like oh well no I'm gonna carry on as usual because Colette she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about I'm gonna carry on you can't it's a dead end it's a dead end babes like you're gonna try and you're gonna fall and you're going to break your head like let it go like there, there is a new way you might think for now it's a bit boring like oh no because I want the party lifestyle that I had before I want the way that things were before no and for some of you as well like you're getting money now whoop-de-doo you're getting money now you're excited you're buying yourself fancy things but understand that easy come easy go not that you haven't worked hard but it's just understanding that um the flow of um, money always changes and so hopefully you're making smart decisions about your future and you're not just thinking oh well there's more where that came from pray pray because you need to value your um inner world your internal world a lot more than you currently are you have to place more value on that um and again this idea of like you've given so much to others have you put aside a moment to give to yourself for some of you that that is what it is it's just like oh I've got to reward myself I'm giving so much to my family and friends I need to reward myself but are you rewarding yourself in a way that actually makes sense like you're like, oh, I'm giving them so much of my time. I'm giving them so much of my money. You know what I'm going to do for myself? I'm going to buy myself a pair of shoes. While that's cool, but you're not giving yourself time. You're not giving yourself rest. So you're not actually paying yourself back in the way where you've been expending yourself. So it's making sure that everything um, balances out um, at the end of the day. And for others, well, when I'm looking at this, the other message that I'm getting is like, having those boundaries entering into the new year, you are the one calling the shots, especially when it comes to your money, especially if people are messing around with your money um, or not um, being aggressive enough and chasing to get your money. You can't be relying on people to do things um, for you anymore um, in that sense. Like if they're not doing it, maybe you need to find better people who can. I know that one of my frustrations this year has been even with my agents, like, come on, why am I having to ask you 10 different times where my payment is for certain things? And then I put a, um, a personal assistant in place and I was just like, okay, you need to chase up these things. But in true, um, there, there's a pattern that um, I find that a lot of um, my PAs follow, which is that everybody thinks they can do the job. They can talk up the thing about doing the job. Then they'll manage to just hold on for a few weeks where they're just about getting it. And then it goes to shit. And then I'm having to do their job for them, but still pay them. So 
I just, it got to the point where I was just like, okay, no, actually, rather than fuming over this, because it's really pissing me off, I'll just look for another PA and I'll look for another and I'll look for another until I find that PA that just gets it, that just knows how to do their fucking job. Because it truly is frustrating. Like, that you'll put people in place and then I'm the one having to respond to emails going, oh yeah, no, that's fine. That will get done. And this is fine. This will get done. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. I just, my, this is what I was talking about firing squad earlier. Like when I know that I start feeling that kind of rage where everyone around me, I'm just like, see, you're lucky I'm not a dictator of a country because if I was in this irrational state that I'm in firing squad for everybody, like blazing squad. Yeah. Essex things so random anyway that is where I would find myself because I just find it really disgusting that people just can't do their jobs properly um maybe because I'm so great at doing what I need to do it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn but go stay with me here I'm someone that gets things done like if you would a lot of you would be scared to work with me because I get things done I don't have time for excuses and I have time I just get the things done and the reason I'm able to do that is because I usually only take on as much as I'm able to actually get done I think that what I'm finding with a lot of people is that they take on more than they can get done so emails get missed and I've got like six different email addresses for different um, aspects of the work that I do so when people have maybe two and they're missing emails I'm just like is everything all right like is everybody okay it's um it's a real frustration of mine I just don't understand how um people are so bad at getting work done um and and when people work in corporate environments another thing I can't stand is that they're always trying to drag out conversations like there's an email you're trying to decide on a date for a meeting I prefer to just go this is the date and time I'm available can we do this date I don't understand oh um yeah let's put lots of holds and let's just suggest lots of dates and go back and forth with each other and just keep the people do that because they work in offices where they um don't have a lot of work to do they're getting paid for not doing a lot of work and the best way to drag out drag it out and make it look like they've got work to do is to just keep email chains going forever and ever I'm pretty like before I used to feel a bit um, weird being so direct in my emails but it's because I just like to get to the point as soon as possible small talk really makes me itch I hate it I just want to know what is it that we're doing what time are we doing it okay done like that's it I don't want this whole back and forth and a lot of people like to work that way um so yeah so I just feel like um it's one of those times where there are conversations that um work-wise that started in February last year yeah February 2020 when I tell you that I only signed contracts um got those contracts signed December 2021 because literally having to wait on people makes my teeth ache and I feel like I only managed to get the contract signed December 2021 because of how much I've been on everybody's case and you're like right you've been on everybody's case since February and you're only getting things signed now yes that's how honestly useless I feel like everybody is useless like 
it might just sound so mean, but your jobs aren't that hard. Um, and I feel that about a lot of people's jobs, your jobs aren't that hard. Like unless you're a freaking surgeon, your jobs aren't that hard. Just answer emails, just answer emails and read through documents and get things back to people on time. Like it doesn't matter how many people you have, you chose the job. So plan your time accordingly. I feel like I've gone on on a rant here, but I just felt like it needed to be said. That is what I get from this, these cards. Like I'm constantly having to like tame and quieten that beast that just wants to roar and be like, no, really? Is everybody fucking stupid? Why is it taking so long to do this one thing? You know, like it's, it's a frustrating thing for me. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand how people are just so lackluster and lazy. Um, and it's just not just like one group of people. I feel like it just happens with lots and lots and lots of people. People just aren't on job. They're not on job. But anyway, new PA, new things. Let's just see how, um, let's see how it goes because honestly, things have been wild. Um, so that's that for the tarot. I pray that um, <laughs> randomly, like it resonates with you. Um, but we're getting to the end of the year. I don't even know if I'll make an episode next week. I don't actually need to make an episode next week, but we'll see how we'll see how I feel about doing that. Um, let's move then to share your magnificence. So my first share your magnificence this week goes out to Bell Hooks rest in peace bell hooks um bell hooks spelt all in lowercase because um some of you who've never read a a single book of hers in your entire lives messaging or um, commenting on my post about her on instagram talking about oh well if you respected her you would capitalize her name and that just again firing squad firing squad because so many people who use the internet know absolutely nothing, but they'll go on people's pages and just start typing, knowing full well that they know nothing. Bell Hooks specifically asked that her name, well, her name, because it's um, it's her pseudonym, um, actually, that she uses uh, from her maternal grandmother. She specifically asked that it's in lowercase because she wanted to differentiate it from her, um, maternal grandmother's name, which is, um, uh, her maternal great grandmother rather, um, which was Bell Hook. So she wanted to make sure that there was a difference between her name. Um, that's a pseudonym, her, you know, her pen name. Um, and it's separate from her, uh, great grandmother's actual name, her, name name was Gloria Jean Watkins and um she was a baby girl Bell Hooks was a baby girl I've talked about her so much um throughout the life of this podcast and how her books changed my life um specifically communion the female search for love um and she passed away on the um 15th of December 2021 and that was the day that I was just like you know what I'm coming off the internet because I think it's yeah it's just good to have space to grieve things because there are different types of women that have raised me and um, Bell Hooks was definitely one of them Uh, and I would say that Bell Hooks saved me you know she saved me she gave me language 
for things that I didn't know how to express, um, for things that I literally did not know. Um, and I learned so much from her. I'm so thankful that I, you know, discovered her books or started reading her books around, um, the 2011 mark. So looking at the exponential growth and change in my life in those over 10 years, it's truly something. It's really, really, truly something. Um, and I'm so grateful, you know, um, I'm glad that more people have discovered her since, you know, people who would have probably laughed at my takes on Twitter before and kikied about it on their, you know, platforms um now everyone's discovering her and I'm glad because I'm hoping that it means better conversations taking place online and women actually standing up for other women um in the manner that they should so I just thought in the spirit of um loving bell hooks uh, I would share some of um, the bits that have really um stuck out to me in some of her books that um I have and um, I mean, I could do a whole podcast about her, about all her books, to be honest, but I just thought, let me just um, choose a few. And I think what's interesting about Bell Hooks is that even when I disagreed with some of the things that she said publicly, I now look back on those statements that she made and I'm just like, oh, you know what, Bell, you, you weren't wrong. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, she encouraged us to, you know, think things through for ourselves. But I just think it's interesting that upon all that I've read and how much more she knew than I did, when she made those assertions, I thought, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, shush. But now realising that, no, she's been knowing, she's been knowing and she's been trying to let us know. So rest in peace beautiful bell hooks um gloria jean watkins thank you so much for your life thank you so much for coming in just um like being mother to so many of us and educating so many of us and giving us like a completely new lease of life thank you um in chapter seven of communion the female search for love bell hooks writes this is the chapter titled choosing and learning to love she says here before I reached the age of 40, I never even considered that my relationships did not last because I did not know enough about love. After all, I had lived with a male partner for 15 years and that seemed like a long time. When I left this relationship, I thought our failure to sustain meaningful intimacy was due to lacks in, in my partner and not in myself. Despite relentless scrutiny in a constructive manner of the problems we had encountered and failed to resolve, it never occurred to me to interrogate myself about whether I had been loving. I assumed that love was a given. Therein lay my mistake. My knowledge of love was not deep. All the philosophical ways of thinking about love in my life had come from books. Translating theory into practice was much harder than simply reading about it. And like most women, I just assumed I was more loving than the man in my life. After several years of living alone, I began to think seriously about my relationship to intimacy. Until then, I, like many women in similar circumstances, felt that the problems in my relationships were caused by my male partner's fear of intimacy. While I haven't had many partners, it was not hard to see similar threads running through the pattern of my relational choices. I chose men who were quite reserved, private, who were loners, 
often withholding and emotionally unavailable. They were all the adult children of adult um, alcoholics. They had all been raised by single mothers to whom they had, um, who they were very attached. In each case, a quality I liked most in these relationships was the man's willingness to accept my autonomy. When I left my longest relationship, I would often joke that we had made better, we had been better at giving each other space to uh, to be separate selves than we had been at creating and sustaining the spaces of togetherness. Being alone and celibate gave me the psychic space to confront myself and examine my relationship to intimacy. Soon it was obvious that I had chosen partners who were not particularly into intimacy because then I had um, never had to make a leap of faith to trust or to risk Being with men who were not interested in offering abiding closeness meant that I never really had to be close. Yet I could have an image of myself as this open, giving woman who really desired closeness, at times feeling smug because I worked so hard on the relationship. Working to be close with someone who is not interested in sustained closeness not only depresses the spirit, it makes you a perfect target for aggression. As John Gray endlessly tells us in Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, when withholding men do not want to be close, watch out because they are likely to attack if you reach out to them seeking intimate interaction. Many women who are warm and open-hearted choose men who are closed and shut down because we hope we can provide a catalyst for them to open up. Our efforts usually fail because these men have not made their own commitment to be more open. Trained to be nurturers and caregivers, women often think we are behaving as we should, doing what we've been socialised to believe is a woman's job. We may even experience the constant tension between these two different value systems, a man who has chosen to avoid intimacy and a woman who desires uh, desires intimacy um, as stimulating. Importantly, though, this unfulfilling work keeps us from the real work of intimacy. Alone with myself, I chose to look closely at my relationship to intimacy. I found that I, like many creative women seeking to be successful in a career or vocation, was actually deeply afraid of bonding with a man who would make the kind of demands for closeness that might be all-consuming. I had grown up in a patriarchal household where my mother had waited on my father hand and foot. When she was not meeting his needs, she was meeting the needs of her children. Her needs were rarely, if ever, met. I'm not even sure that she could have articulated her needs and desires because she had been so well trained to believe that a good wife and mother has no desires beyond the welfare of her family. Most of the marriages and relationships I saw were ones in which women were always the primary uh, caregivers and had little time for self-development. And, you know, I love that because I feel like it also ties into what I was talking about in the tarot earlier. It's it's easy to make an identity out of being the one that's giving, giving, giving. Um, But usually it can be clouding a guilt because you know that one, there is a you that needs to be given to that isn't being given to. And also of what you're giving, you want to do that to avoid um, real conversations about why is it that you have to give so much? What is it that you're trying to cover up? What is the wound that needs to be addressed that you're trying to, um, in um, other ways or in for other want of a better term, run away from? Um, and here's this one I liked as well. Um, where is it here? From acclaimed writer, um, this is from Rock My Soul, Black People and Self-Esteem, which is one of my favourites as well from Bell. 
it says here from acclaimed writer Gwendolyn Brooks groundbreaking novel on the issue of colour Maud Martha to Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye the nature of crippling low self-esteem based on the colour is talked about Morrison's fictional little black girl Pecola wants blue eyes because she feels that they will give her a better life Morrison was one of the first black women novelists to critique the concept of physical beauty in the bluest eye she writes that the concept of beauty is one of the most destructive ideas in the history of human thought writing about an adult black female uh, character's self-esteem she tells readers she was never able after her education in the movies to to look at her face and not assign in some category in the scale of absolute beauty and the scale was one she absorbed in full from the silver screen a dangerous form of psychological splitting had to have taken place and it continues to take place in the psyches of many African-Americans who can on one hand oppose racism and then on the other hand passively absorb ways of thinking about beauty that are rooted in white supremacist thought. The normalisation of this dysfunction has had disastrous consequences on the self-esteem of many African-Americans. Every day that African-Americans partake of mainstream mass media, in particular visual media, we are subjected to covert and overt representations of an aesthetic informed by white supremacist thinking. Without constant critical vigilance, we are likely to succumb to the seduction of images that basically teach us that all things fair are better than all things dark. Subliminal suggestion acts upon us even when there is no open discourse about race or racism. When black folks look at the movie Soul Food, no one in the film ever mentions skin colour, but the colour caste system is perpetuated by the choice of females depicted as desirable. Um, and I love that. Um, I love that that's from, uh, what is it, page 50 and 51 in um, Rock My Soul black people and self-esteem i love that you know that's mentioned because um i was watching you don't know me you don't know me is a series um on is it itv or is it bbc anyway it's starring some great people including baby girl yetende and bookie baccaray so yetende um annual duole and we used to work at call center together incredible actress um she's in this <clears throat> pardon me playing the role of um the mother and bookie baccaray plays the role of bless who's the protagonist's uh, younger sister um it was everyone was like oh um you know are you watching it or whatever some people even waywardly tagged me like oh i can't wait for your um thoughts on it don't ask me my thoughts piss off remember firing squad i'm in that mood leave me alone um but yeah, I was watching it and I was just, again, so irritated that the only manner that they thought that this could make sense was to have this mixed race girl as the love interest, um, Kaya, whatever her name was meant to be in that. I'm just so bored. Don't, I just, don't ask me to watch anything else where it's a dark skinned man and a mixed race or a light skinned girl. Leave, I don't, I don't care. Like it was even hard for me to, settle into the storyline because that aspect of it was pissing me off um it, and it's just clearly something that casting directors do and they just think yeah this is the way to go because we don't want the screen to just be too dark I know that's what it is but um yeah it's it's I yeah that's all I have to say about it really I didn't even mention it at the beginning that I'd been watching it. I think I'm on um 
episode, whatever it is. I Yeah, it just annoyed me. Like, all in all, the story is fine. Um, that's all I can say, really. I just think the story's fine. But the casting in that respect really annoyed me. And that's not to take anything away from the light-skinned actress. It's just that, mm, well, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. But generally the black community don't want to have these conversations, the kind of things that Bell Hook's talking about in this book and what I've been saying in that you can't be telling me about our oh, racism, 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 but you insist that the only hair that suits you best is a long straight wig. And I'm not coming for anyone whatsoever. I'm just literally saying like, imagine that in your mind, the hair that grows out of your head is not the most suitable thing for you it's this way of looking and everything's an aesthetic a big afro is an aesthetic because again some people don't have big afros and even when they're talking about oh i'm so afrocentric i'm so afrocentric you still have to go for volume in order to be perceived as beautiful right um as opposed to like a teeny weeny afro so that focus on um length and things like that still brings it back to needing to appear like even when you're looking different still in some way ascribing to um ideologies about beauty that's more closely centered around whiteness um the biggest pop stars in the world light skin light skin light skin um i remember a tweet i can't remember where i saw it they said oh can the person dress or are they just very very skinny and i thought that's an actual word the reason that certain clothes look a particular way on certain people is because they're very very slim and they can afford to wear something that might be a standard size for someone else, but it looks baggy on them. So it's like, oh my God, so cool, so edgy. I don't I don't have the luxury of doing that. What I wear is my size, done. Um, and again, it's why that aesthetic is so, um, why is it so appealing? But like I was saying about the biggest celebrities in the world, if they're black, they're light skin, light skin, light skin, light skin. And me personally, I'm just bored. And I think that that's another reason I just got a bit bored of social media. It's like, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And even the makeup that's been done, sometimes I'm just like, has anyone taken a moment to just think that a lot of this looks ridiculous? Like, it just looks ridiculous. But obviously, everyone wants to be in on the game. Everyone wants to play along. But more time it just to me looks yeah just looks ridiculous the hair the makeup the everything that everyone's going for and this obsession that kind of like black women have at the moment with um trying to get the same kind of look as you know these white girl love islanders and like really seeing them as their gods um I'm not really in that field so I just don't know what you like so much about them like some of them are the most plain looking white girls just covered in lots of fake tan and wearing lots of expensive jewelry, um, and lots of surgery. Um, yeah, it's just all very boring. I think I've just kind of reached that point where I'm just like, yeah, right. I'm a head out. Like I, I just find it all very, 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 very odd, very, very boring. Um, and I'll be more than happy to be invested when, things feel like they've changed a bit um I like this one I think that this bit um also was really uh interesting so this is from black looks race and representation um and it says here on page 56 
Critical pedagogy, the sharing of information and knowledge by black women with black women is crucial for the development of radical female subjectivity, not because black women can only learn from one another, but because the circumstances of racism and sexism and class exploitation ensure that other groups will not necessarily seek to further our self-determination. This process requires of us a greater honesty about how we live. Black females, especially students who are searching for answers about the social formation of identity, want to know how radical black women think, but they also want to know about our habits of being. Willingness to share openly one's personal experience ensures that one will not be made into a deified icon. When black females learn about life, they also learn about the mistakes I make, the contradictions. They come to know my limitations as well as my strengths. They cannot dehumanise me by placing me on a pedestal. Sharing the contradictions of our lives, we help each other learn how to grapple with contradictions as part of the process of becoming a critical thinker, a radical subject. And... um. I love that so much. I love that bit so much, that excerpt so much. And I chose it because I think it um, harkens back to what I've kind of been saying on this podcast is that the reason I share the things that I do is because I'm I'm just being me, GC, KC, do you get me, KC. Um, it's important to say how things are. Regardless of contradictions and tensions, it's important to say how things are and how they work for you. Um, The internet will try and make it into something else. Even upon Bell Hook's passing, I know that people were then sharing like um, excerpts out of context and be like, oh, she hated men. I'm thinking, you fucking idiot. If there's anybody that was actually riding for men, it was Bell Hook's because she was making it clear that it's not enough to just blame men for everything. We have to look at the ways in which we have internalized white supremacist heteropatriarchy um, because the way, same way um, it entraps us, it also entraps them and makes them agents of this, whether they realize it or not. Like Bell Hooks has been talking and been creating spaces for men to be part of that conversation. But you see, because people are so hateful and nasty, all they could do is like, oh, people are celebrating a black woman. Let me go and look for something um, to throw a spanner in the works. That's how you just know people aren't washing their bums, not washing their faces. They're not scrubbing their tongue and they'll just come on the internet and just behave like absolute fucking demons. Um, so people will always try to reduce the complexity of what you bring to the world. They'll always try to reduce it to something um, just nonsensical because in order to accept and embrace the complexities of a whole person it takes away their power um it takes away their power to inflict violence and they don't like that it's easier to try and be reductive and be like oh this person was just one thing but I've always felt like it's important to claim that claim all of me and to be like no 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 all of me is coming to the party all of me is coming to the table we're not just going to leave it out um because you prefer it that way so um all in all that was a very long um share your magnificence but I say all of that to say I'm just so grateful um to bell hooks two slaps on your chest on your heavenly chest for saving me and for saving so so many other black women and girls and um gifting us the language giving gift gifting us the language to continue to um bring forward the world that you've known um as possible 
Thank you. Um, my next show in Magnificence quickly goes to Tunde Onakoya, um, who is um, teaching chess to young people in the slums of um, Lagos, um, Lagos, Nigeria, that is, um, in Oshodi. And uh, they recently crowned their new chess champion of the um, boys that would be known as area boys who they gathered and tried to build their self-esteem and they taught them how to play chess and they've been amazing at it. And I just love things like that because there are just, you know, there are different ways that we can gift something back to the community and they found something that works and they're going with it. And um, I love that. So two slaps on you lots chess for teaching uh, chess in the slums, as you call it. I'm not personally calling it slums. That's what they've called it. Um, And now I've got a letter. Let's see which letter this is. Mm, Here we go. Dearest Kelechi, I'm still basking in the glory of you replying to my tweet, um, to me tweeting that I think of you when I'm washing my legs in the shower. I took that let's see here I took that as a sign to write to you for the share your magnificent segment after going through a breakup recently I decided to embark on a fitness challenge for December to get me out of the house and to have something positive to focus on I'm running slash walking the number of kilometers for each day of the month starting with 1k on the first 18k today culminating with 24k on Christmas Eve uh, by the end of the challenge, I will have covered 300 kilometers. Ooh. And although I'm really doing this for myself and my own mental health and physical health, if I can also raise a few quid for a good cause, then why not? I've decided to raise funds for an organization called The Goddess Projects in Liverpool. The Goddess Projects mission is to empower, inspire and assist black women and women of color to develop and achieve within their communities. I've been a member of uh, for a couple a uh, couple of years and having this op- uh, community around me has been so valuable that I wanted to give something back TGB a uh, TGP have a book club black girl lit a walking group and a black women's forum as well as many other events including their annual TGP fest run by the magnificent Dominique Walker and uh, Natalie Denny on a vol- uh, voluntary basis alongside their other significant commitments Dominique is chair of the Anthony Walker Foundation, a PhD candidate and lecturer. Natalie is a writer, poet and founder of Skywriters and the period project Merseyside on top of her day job at AWF. Um, They are accomplished and formidable women doing the absolute most for their community. I'm so grateful to them and TGP in my life. It would be amazing if you would be willing to share their work and my fundraiser. Wishing you all the best for the coming year. Although I'll miss you if you're stepping back from socials. You do what you need to do, baby girl. Best wishes, Emma. Two slaps in your chest, Emma. That's an incredible challenge that you've taken on. And um, I'm looking forward to... Um, you seeing through Christmas Eve you've absolutely got this amazing amazing work from you you keep going you're doing great things incredible incredible scenes um absolutely wonderful and big up yourself at the goddess project um for doing what needs to be done especially also with the anthony walker foundation because i remember that um and around the year that i moved to liverpool to go to university and how um deeply that struck me um do you yeah, two slaps on you lots chess. I was going to go off tangent for a bit, but I was going to say, do you know, you know, the friend that was with um, Stephen Lawrence when he was killed? Um, 
is he a Tory now? Is that what I read? That he's conservative? Because that tells me more than anything that when black black people being conservatives is a trauma response because I just don't understand how that is a thing. But sorry, that came to my mind. But anyway, big up the Goddess Project and big up all of the work that you um, wonderful people are doing. Um, two slaps on your chest and that's that I think for share your magnificence so I'll go ahead and big up this week's show sponsor who is um, Anna Louisa be right back big up this week's show sponsors um, who are Anna Louisa thank you for sponsoring the episode Um, as I've mentioned before you know I love um, the Anna Louisa jewellery that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A so many cute things so many cute little rings earrings necklaces like oh I just and there's just so nice and so comfortable to wear because sometimes I get certain um, earrings and they make my ears itchy and I don't get that with the Anna Luisa ones like just super cute super cute jewelry and I love like my kind of celestial themed astrological themed jewelry and they have quite a bit of that as well and they're always changing their pieces so you can go there and like see what's available and they're currently having uh, um, one of their biggest sales of the year so you can get 60% off um, on the second item if you go on to Ana Luisa that's um shop.analuisa.com forward slash straws that's shop.analuisa.com forward slash straws um their prices start um, around like 39 dollars so just very very cute things that will last and will be really really pretty and usually they're changing out their jewelry every two weeks or so so it's not like it'll just be sitting there for ages and lots of people have the same thing that you have. And it's all, um, you know, responsibly done, responsibly made as well. So just beautiful things all around. So please do uh, go and check out Anna Luisa and get yourself some fancy bits. And remember to use uh, shop.analuisa.com forward slash straws. Anyway, let's get to So You Mad. Just a few bits on So You Mad this week. So um, Chicago says, like literally the city of Chicago says it still wants uh, Jussie Smollett to pay $130,000 to cover investigation costs after he was found guilty of staging a hate attack, the one that I spoke about last week. Smollett faces up to 15 years in prison after the verdict, but lawyers have said they will appeal. Um, his sentencing is set for January. Now, the thing is, I don't want him to go and get 15 years. Fucking hell. I just don't want him to get 15 years. I don't really want him to get any time in jail. I don't think. I can't remember what I said last week. Maybe last week I was like, put him in the jail. But I don't think I want him to get, um, I don't think I want him to get any jail time. But I do think he should pay $130,000 though to cover the investigation. I feel sick. I want to throw up in my mouth even suggesting that that should be paid to the police but honestly he wasted police time and maybe that will deter people from doing such waywardness and you know what he's got the money he might not have lots of money for much longer but that's on you boo boo but um I yeah I don't know maybe let me know what you think about that I think that he should pay the $130,000 to cover the investigation costs especially because his story was so stupid and filled with so many holes that you know what just for wasting everybody's time with that stupid story um yeah you should pay the $130,000 
but I don't necessarily know about him getting jail time. Like Carl Rittenhouse is fucking walking around doing a tour like he's a bad bitch from Instagram. He's he's touring all of America doing interviews like he fucking killed two people. He went to a Black Lives Matter march and killed two people and he's out there. Look at the nature. Think about how fucked up America is, fucked up the world is that you could shoot two people seriously injure is it a third or whatever at a black lives matter march and then you're just out here touring like your name is um um, laurie harvey is everything all right is everything all right and that just goes to show how white violence and why, why um how white male violence is rewarded in society because as far as they're the really the underlying statement is that that's what you get traitors for going to a Black Lives Matter march and that's sending a resounding message to all other white people who might get the crazy idea of being allies to black people in the future um and yeah that's just really really wild but like I said earlier but about what Patrice said it's the great regression them pushing back in this way with letting Carl Rittenhouse walk free is letting people know that no we refuse for things to change we want things to remain the way that they are and he'll walk out on road he'll be rewarded for doing the needful because we hate the nignogs um and yeah, and that's just really sad to see. But meanwhile, you know, they're saying, oh, Jussie Smollett, you're considering giving him 15. Fam, if you didn't give Kyle anything, you can't be giving Jussie any time in jail. No, none whatsoever. Um, And then I read that the anti-5G necklaces that some of you girls are buying because you're trying to stop the 5G um, signals, the anti-5G necklaces that you're buying are actually radioactive. Yeah, so you might not want to be wearing those then. Um. It says here, necklaces and accessories claiming to protect people from 5G mobile networks have been found to be radioactive. The Dutch Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection um, issued a warning about 10 products it found gave off harmful ionising radiation. It urged people to not use the products which could uh, cause harm with long-term wear. There is no evidence that 5G networks are harmful to health. The World Health Organization says 5G mobile networks are safe and not fundamentally different from existing 3G and 4G signals. Mobile networks are using non-ionizing radio waves that do not damage DNA. Despite this, there have been attacks on transmitters by people who believe they are harmful. The products identified included um, an energy armor sleeping mask. Wow, imagine you're putting that radiation in your face. Fuck, you know bracelet and necklace a bracelet for children branded magnetics with an x wellness um was also found to be emitting radiation don't wear it anymore put it away safely and wait for the return instructions said the anvs in a statement the sellers in the netherlands known um to the anvs have been told that the sale is prohibited and must be stopped immediately and that they must inform their customers about this Conspiracy theories have fueled a market of anti-5G devices that are typically found to have no effect. In May 2020, the UK's trading standards sought to halt sales of a £339 um, USB stick that claimed to offer protection from 5G. So-called anti-radiation stickers have also been sold on Amazon. The ANVS has published a full list of the products it identified as radioactive on its website. Yeah, please, guys, stop using these things, um, especially if they're radioactive. Please do um, send them over to... um, Please just send them all over to Max Verstappen. 
yeah, just to be on the safe side, just send all of them over to him. Just let him keep them for us, look after them. Since he likes to look after things that don't belong to him, like world championships, just um, send them over to him and, and let him um, take a hold of that. Thank you kindly. Um, and lastly, on Sir Yumerd, um, what is this here? A woman, that white woman who um, spat at the black doorman, um, <clears throat> pardon me, she spat at the black bouncer last, last year, was it? He was telling her she couldn't go inside a, a pub or um, in a pub, uh, pub in Birmingham while she was on a night out and she started abusing him. She pushed him even and then she spat at him. And this is what I find hilarious because white girls will then turn around and be like, oh, I've got to cross the street because I'm scared of black men. Um, but then you'll do that. It says here, a woman who racially abused and assaulted a pub doorman has been jailed for 14 weeks. Shana Walker, 25, was filmed spitting at and abusing Tristan Price outside the figure of eight Weatherspoon branch in Birmingham on 22nd of May. So that was this year. Walker from Worcester. Um, previously admitted racially ag- aggravated common assault at Birmingham Magistrates Court. Video of the incident attracted millions of views on social media. West Midlands police said Walker reacted angrily using racist language at least 10 times after being asked to leave the pub. She also spat in Mr Price's direction and smashed a glass panel in a door by kicking it which uh, she then proceeded to push into the doorman's back as he turned to go inside. As well as the custodial sentence, Walker was also ordered to pay £500 in compensation to Mr Price. Um, Mr Price previously spoke about how the abuse abuse he received, um, saying that it left him feeling ashamed. He said, it just made me feel small. If I'm being physically attacked, I'm allowed to obviously defend myself. But against the verbal attack, you're literally not allowed to do anything. I felt like I was being attacked. It was just weird feeling all of being attacked and being helpless. Um, Walker, who also admitted criminal damage at an earlier hearing, was banned from the pub on Broad Street for two years unless given express permission by the landlord. Racist behaviour is completely unacceptable Uh, said Chief Inspector James uh, Spencer. Um, This was a disgraceful incident and people were understandably disgusted at her actions. The sentence was welcomed by Mike Ollie, General Manager of Westside Business Improvement District, which represents businesses in the area. Um, This was a sustained verbal and physical attack on a doorman calmly doing his job, he said. This is the correct level of punishment, which will hopefully make every other person think again before unleashing unwarranted verbal and physical abuse and you know what I fucking love this song I love this song because white women need to know you can't just be doing whatever you like willy-nilly and it's interesting that a white woman doing that to a black man and she and she then gets um a custodial sentence as well rarely do I see these things happen so you know what good good because she was really giving it everything in her tight black trousers on that on that on that may night she was really on that in that may weather she really thought she was floyd in that may weather and she was really giving it and you know what you can go and give it in your cell you bitch go and sit there go and sit there and think about what you've done and that 500 pounds that's good he can use it to buy himself some new boots you know them boots that they like to wear when they're on the door he can buy himself a new pair of boots and maybe a thick jacket as well because isn't that that's what doormen and people like isn't it 
yeah well he can go and get himself some boom boom boots and um he'll be fine um but I'm really sorry that happened to you because that must be really frustrating all jokes aside that must be really frustrating because as a man you can't even clutter do you get me like you've just got to have her spitting your direction swearing at you cussing you calling you all these racial slurs and then you're turning around to walk away from her and she's pushing you as well nasty because now if I fly kick you and your extensions fall out of your head what now what now if I fly kick you and your lip fillers drop out your lip what now they will instantly dissolve like the slap I will give you your lip fillers will go oh we're melting we're melting oh what a cruel world I'll box you in your top lip then your fillers won't even be even don't play don't play um but yeah so that's that for so you mad really anyway let's get to start your motors vroom vroom biatch um start your motors so you're probably like well there's no race well you know the season is done now uh sadly it finished in a way that we would not have wanted it finished with deception it finished with lies it finished with treachery thin-lipped treachery um so the season resumes March, uh, 2022. Um, but un- until then, if there are any updates, I'll let you know, especially like whatever might be happening around testing. Um, I imagine, um, drive to survive will probably be out by then. I'd be really interested to see how they edited the fucking shit show. That was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. But, um, yeah, I'll keep you updated as we head towards March. Um, but yeah, in the in the meantime, things have been happening. You know, things have been said. Many, many things have been said. Um, not much has been done. And that, my dears, is why I am incredibly annoyed. So um, Mercedes were on course to appeal the fuckery, um, then change their mind. They so for those who are not sure what I'm talking about, which a lot of you will be sure of what, uh, of what I'm talking about because I saw the numbers of those who listened to last week's podcast. But um, yeah, Mercedes were on course to appeal the the fuckery that the FIA did to um, Lewis Hamilton by making that call to be like, oh, ignore that there are other cars um in between. Um, you and Max Verstappen those cars just move out of the way so you both can race but it's not really a race because Hamilton did not even get a chance to change his tyres so you never expected for it to be a race you just wanted Max Verstappen to win and me personally like if I was Max I'm sure that the way that him and Spiceless Wonder aka Winch Spice have um, rationalised it to themselves was that oh you know what he's had a strong season so he deserved the win everyone's talking about you know what overall I guess you deserved it no because if we're basing it on that race they were equal on points regardless of how we got here they were now equal on points so he Lewis Hamilton was cheated he was robbed out of his own eighth world championship so it could go to Max Verstappen and he's accepting it they're all accepting it and they're smiling along and nah let me not even get ahead of myself let me just stick to what I've written here in the notes so Mercedes were on track to appeal the the fuck shit that took place. Um, and Spirit told me, tweet this. And I tweeted, you know what? Mercedes is going to let this go before I do. And lo and behold, they did. I'm so disappointed when it comes to bu- bureaucracy, when it comes to the politics of the world that we exist in. This is exactly the fucking shit that I'm talking about, right? Anyway, this is the statement that they put out. 
Dear Formula One community and fans, we left Abu Dhabi in disbelief of what we had just witnessed. Of course, it's part of the game to lose a race, but it's something different when you lose faith in racing. Together with Lewis, we have deliberately carefully, um, sorry, we have deliberated carefully over how to respond to the events at the Formula One season finale. We've also, and um, we've always been guided by a love of this sport. And we believe that every competition should be won on merit. In the race on Sunday, many felt, us included, that the way things unfolded was not right. The reason we protested the race results on Sunday was because of the safety car regulations um, was because the safety car regulations were applied in a new way that affected the race result after Lewis had been in a commanding lead and on course to win the world championship. We appealed in the interest of sporting fairness and we have since been in a constructive dialogue with the FIA and Formula One to create clarity for the future so that all competitors know the rules under which they are racing and how they will be enforced. Thus, we welcome the decision by the FIA to install a commission to thoroughly analyse what happened in Abu Dhabi and to improve the robustness of rules, governance and decision making in Formula One. We also welcome that they have invited the teams and drivers to take part. The Mercedes AMG Patronus team will work actively with this commission to build a better Formula One for every and for every team and every fan who loves this sport as much as we do. We will hold the FIA accountable for this process and we hereby withdraw our appeal. To Max Verstappen and Red Bull Racing, we would like to express our sincere respect for your achievements this season. You made this Formula One championship title fight truly epic. Max, we, congr- uh, we congratulate you um, and your entire team. We look forward to taking the fight to you on the track next season. And lastly, even though this driver's championship did not end the way we hoped, we could not be prouder of our team. Lewis, you are the greatest racer in the history of Formula One and you drove your heart out for every lap of this incredible season. You're a flawless sportsman on and off the track and you delivered a faultless performance as a pure competitor and as a role model for millions around the world we salute you Valtteri you have been such an important part of this team delivering five constructors championships in five seasons thank you for your remarkable contribution to our motorsport history Kitos Valtteri Finally, to every one of the skilled and passionate women and men of the Mercedes-AMG Patronus F1 team in Brackley and high-performance powertrains in Brixworth, you've um, written an historic chapter in the Silver Arrow story by um, winning the eighth Constructors' Championship in a row. This is an unprecedented achievement. In simple words, it's awesome. You are awesome. So, now that I've read all of that, let me just let you know let me let you know yeah i'm leaving mercedes let me let you know i don't know where i'm going but it isn't red bull anyway um respectfully that statement is bullshit (laughs) the only paragraph that i agree with is the following lewis 
you are the greatest racer and racer in the history of Formula One and you drove your heart out for every lap of this incredible season. You're a flawless sportsman on and off the track and you delivered a faultless performance as a pure competitor and as a role model for millions around the world. We salute you. That is the only thing, bitch, that I agree with in the entire thing because motherfuck you. Fuck you. Let's go back to paragraph one, two, three, four, five. Is it five? No, let's go to four. We appealed in the interest of sporting fairness and we have since been in constructive dialogue with the FIA and Formula One to create clarity for the future so that all competitors know the rules under which they are racing and how they will be enforced. Bitch, the competitors know the rules. The competitors know the rules. The person who clearly did not know the rules is the director of racing, Michael Massey. So why why is that my problem? Now... If I was the drivers, I'd be like, now, how, 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 how did my name get brought into it? Now, see, see, now my name's all up in it. My, no, no, no. The, um, thus, we welcome the decision by the FIA to install a commission to thoroughly analyse what happened in Abu Dhabi and to improve the robustness of rules, governance and decision making in Formula One. Fuck you again, fuck you fuck you kindly fuck you you're telling me that the fia are now going to install a commission so they're going to create a commission to mark their own homework that they've already decided is correct like it's so unfair it's actually like if i was lewis hamilton like tears would be stinging my eyes like blood in my eyes what the fuck what do you mean we're going to install a commission so you're going to choose the commission it's the same way that um the uh, tories went to go and do their um was it their race equalities commission and they went to go and get all the coon of kunarinini coons of kunarinini they went to go and get a coons of kunanania they went and gathered all of them tony sewell and the likes to come and talk some shit and say that racism basically doesn't exist that is what you're doing with this stupid fucking commission because what are you talking about the rest of us know the rules you also knew the rules really and you decided to misinterpret them so yeah that's disappointing that's disappointing that they're just kind of like leaving Lewis in that way like oh yeah well we've invited the drivers to be part of the commission fuck your commission bitch fuck your commission your stupid commission now that you've already done the damage what commission motherfuck your commission may your commission burn in hell you pricks like the unfairness of it all and again I come back to the great regression they couldn't fucking stand it. That 2020, like Hamilton had them by the neck. You know, they had to do the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, um, gesture as they like to call it. Their gesture for equality as they like to call it. They had to do all of that. Meanwhile, he was also winning these races and then he won the championship because the other cars could not compete with the car that the Mercedes had in 2020, right? So come 2021, when um, Red Bull have a fighting chance now, they were going to do everything in their power to remind Lewis, like, listen, bitch, you don't run this sport, okay? So you could do your little kneel and you could do your little Black Lives Matter salute, but bitch, we're going to remind you that at any time we can fuck shit up for you. And you know the people I can't stand? I can't stand the fucking coons, the ones like... I am yet to meet a Max Verstappen fan that's good vibes. I'm just yet to meet one. One. All the other drivers, 
mm, can go either way. You know, they've got good fans. I'm yet to meet one decent Max Verstappen fan, especially when they're black ones. Oh my God, you just know their knees are just white, just ashy from kneeling out on concrete, just begging for acceptance from white people. Fucking hell. One guy now read my piece about Lewis Hamilton that I wrote for The Voice newspaper. Um, and he came to comment on The Voice Instagram page. And he was like, oh, you... Um, this is a disgusting piece of writing and you should not be allowed to write again because, and I just love the way that black men do that. Like they don't talk to other men like that. They don't talk to other black men like that specifically, but they'll bring all this vim for me, a black woman thinking that I'm more likely to rock your jaw in a way that a black man will not. I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you up. Even if I'm not allowed to touch you because, oh my God, I've got things to lose now. The way that I'll cuss you, the way that I'll cuss you, yeah, your mum, wherever your mum is sitting, suddenly her bum will just start itching. Like her bum will be on fire. The way that I'll cuss you, oh my God, her birth canal that hasn't been activated in decades will just start shivering. Don't fucking piss me off talking anyhow. Remember, don't talk. Some of you don't even realise who you're talking wreck to all for the sake of you want to defend some random wayward white driver. You'll be talking anyhow to me to me a child of Volodymyr you'll be talking in wild to me huh um that's fine because it's your own life that you're ruining Sha just be careful on people that you speak on because even in private even in secret in whatsapp groups talk wreck about me and your life will instantly start going down the drain even if you don't even see it happen immediately something will happen to you fucked up four years from now and you'll be like you know what I should have shut my mouth trust me it will just catch you. That's what will happen to your life. Don't fuck with me. So this little bitch is now typing a whole entire essay about, well, if Formula One was racist, how did Lewis happen to win seven world championships? And I'm like, are you a dumb cunt? Are you a dumb cunt? Because he won those championships in spite of the fuckery that was being done to him. He didn't win it because of the fuckery. Like, as a black person myself, I just want to say that I know what racism is. Whenever a black person has to say to you as a black person myself, you just know that they're about to say something that's extremely coonish. You just know that as they're typing it, they're literally lacing up their tap dancing shoes because they're ready to start moving wild. Just ridiculous behavior. Just fucking stupid behavior. Bloody hell. Um, But yeah, it's just so disappointing because they really used Max as that pushback. So I guess like, if I'm talking from an empathetic point of view, take all of my feelings out of it. Take the fact out of it that um, Max moves racist adjacent. Take all of those things out of it. Max drives, you know, he drives. He really drives and he was the only driver um, aggressive enough to actually bring anything that looked like a challenge to Lewis. Fine. So, you know what? Me personally, there was a point on this podcast where I thought that he'd already won the the championship because I didn't know what else, what other upgrades um, Mercedes could do to that car to make it do any um, better. So big up all the engineers at Mercedes because you lot really did the damn thing. So if he had won... (coughs) pardon me, if he had won fair and square on Sunday, I'd have been like, you know what guys, it is what it is, we should be so proud of the fact that we even evened out on points, because that was a hard slog, but that's not what happened, Lewis Hamilton was 11 seconds ahead of you, 
11 seconds ahead and basically Michael Massey manipulated the fact that a safety car had to come out because Nicholas Latifi crashed and then used that as a reason to just change the rules um and that's sickening and it's humiliating like imagine how the guy feels like the whole world watched him just get robbed like it's just disgusting and astrology really is astrologizing because let me tell you something even before um total wolf came out and said that you know hamilton's considering not even and returning to the sport i already saw that in the astrology that like because of this thing that's happened because of the way saturn's moved um in his chart he's genuinely considering like what the fuck is the point of all of this then but the whole point of saturn is that something like this will happen and people will really think that they've got you but the way that you're going to do it slow and steady will always win that race like you're gonna get your things and there's no stupid motherfucker that's gonna stop that no matter how much they believe that they are it's gonna things are gonna get done either way so let's just try and win it by a clear margin before we even get to the final race next year that's all i know um anyway susie wolf who is toto wolf's um wife but also a racing driver um ex-racing driver in her own right and she's the ceo of rocket which is um another racing team um susie wolf uh, put on her instagram page um going into the race weekend in abu dhabi i believed both teams and both drivers deserved to win it was going to be a spectacle an historic race that we had all hoped would end without controversy this wasn't to be what happened is still hard to comprehend and leaves me with a sick feeling not the losing and not max or red bull they are deserving winners and we always knew it was a strong possibility we may not win but the way in which lewis was robbed has left me in utter disbelief the decision of one person within the governing body who applied a rule in a way which has never been done before in f1 single-handedly decided the f1 driver world championship rules are rules they can't be changed on a whim by one individual at the end of a race lewis hamilton you have shown incredible integrity and dignity in the face of injustice you are the greatest driver there has ever been the outcome of the last laps on sunday those who know they know even those who can't quite bring themselves to admit it and i thought you know what susie i love when white women tell the truth because it's so rare i've always said it before like if a white woman's smiling and talking to me i'm gonna assume she's lying about something but do you know what Susie Wolf came through and said let me let me spill all of that tea and let you let let me let you know babes and also sidebar she has a Cartier bracelet that's disgusting oh some of these rich white women sometimes I look at their wrist and I'm like oh I see I see no sweetie like I see oh anyway I just yeah that when I saw that on my wrist I said Jesus I'm cold oh it's cold in here it's very fucking cold bloody hell freezing um but no Susie said all the things that needed to be said because they really fucking took the piss and I'm glad that she's putting that she put it she's putting it on Michael Massey because he's the one that decided to interpret that fuckery um the way that he interpreted it but I don't think he was acting alone I personally feel like he was acting um um in the interests of some guys that hide in the shadows some very old crusty white men that hide in the shadows and they were like this is the moment this is our moment Ooh. this is our perfect moment to fuck that negro yes um and that's what they did 
You know, that is literally what they did. I'd like to see his bank, uh, his bank account, his offshore bank accounts, um, the calls that he received just before he made that stupid fucking decision because he did not act alone. Um, it was just very, very wild to see. And, you know, people who aren't very well versed in anti-blackness or talking about it or um, things like that, they'll go for the simplest option. And what everyone's telling themselves is like, oh, I'm so disgusted because, you know, what they wanted, they wanted a race, they wanted a show, they wanted a show. And like I said before, they didn't want a fucking show because if they wanted a show, since they were being arbitrary about every other guideline that they were following or any other article that they were interpreting, they would have allowed um, Lewis Hamilton to go in and change his tie come back to the same spot and for him and um for him and Verstappen to just race that fight if you if you're so sure you want to disregard an 11 second lead close to a 12 second lead you want to disregard that completely then allow the guy to have fresh tires and then let's race because the fact of the matter is that even when Verstappen started on soft Lewis started on different tires and Max had an eight meter advantage ahead because he was starting in pole position Hamilton still flogged him. He flogged him like a Christmas goat. I know that he's plant-based, so he probably hates that interpretation. But he flogged him like a Christmas goat that's going to be fried and eaten. Ah, with, with you know, with Gary. And I don't, oh, sorry. Anyway, going off track. But he flogged him. So you know that if he had also been on fresh tyres, he would have flogged him again. So the only thing that you needed was for Lewis Hamilton to be at a disadvantage with the tyres that were laps and laps and laps and laps old so that's the only way that Max Verstappen was going to win that race and I can't believe that my, Max Verstappen fans are so dis, um, like delusional that they're literally coming on Hamilton's page and they're um, under my comment I wrote oh you've got this and I know he hasn't <laughs> and I'm like are oh, you a fucking idiot the only reason that your guy even managed to win is because like a whole race had to be rigged in his favor don't you have any class you don't have any class you don't have any shame there isn't enough shame in this country. That's my issue. Not enough people in this life have shame because if they did, they would not be moving the way that they're moving. But I'm just so disappointed for him, honestly. And um, even astrologically, it's just like, yeah, don't say anything because you don't want to burn bridges. He must be fuming. And then you're fuming, but also there's all this publicist and everyone that's just like, no, nah, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say this. So what's the point of saying anything? Knowing that then trolls are going to come and start writing bullshit in your mentions. And then everyone's p- commending him and oh, how gracious he's been and how he's shown such integrity. Fuck everybody. I hate that in this, in the face of white supremacy's violence, black people always have to show, they have to be the picture of humility. They have to be the picture of grace. Why? That, that expectation, that praise in and of itself feels violent because would you, he should still deserve the praise if he came out and said, first of all, bitch, fuck everybody, fuck everybody and fuck all of these pricks. He should still get that praise because he's he he's allowed to feel anger at a way that at the injustice that he suffered. Like, nah, it's it's just absolutely it's just absolutely ridiculous, um, to be honest. But honestly, the worst part was then that Bernie Ecclestone. So Bernie Ecclestone started the whole um you know, like Formula One, um, kind of, I guess, franchise, if you want to call it that. He was the ex, he was the ex chief of Formula One. And he basically got pushed out of his own uh, company because he's a wayward you. It's not even a you anymore at this point. He's a crusty dinosaur. He's a dragon. Um, 
he decided to go on Sky News and started saying all this stuff about, oh, well, you know, um, Lewis Hamilton, um, you know, Max Verstappen won fair and square and, you know, the fans want to see a new face, rah, 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 rah. Um, and they were like, yeah, but, um, and he said, oh, you know, um, I, I, he personally wouldn't want Michael Schumacher's, um, uh, record broken. But the thing is, it's not Michael Schumacher's record anymore because Lewis also has seven world championship titles, the same as Michael Schumacher, but he was like, oh, I wouldn't want to see it broken because whenever we, if we, should we lose, um, Michael Schumacher, I still want him to have this one thing for himself um in his memory and it's the mental gymnastics that white racists will do to justify why they don't want a particular person or a black um person of black heritage to have um something in particular because the thing is he said that he doesn't mind Vettel um Sebastian Vettel who's a four-time world championship um driver he doesn't mind Vettel getting four more championships but so that would make eight right which would mean that he would beat Michael Schumacher's record but for some reason he doesn't want Hamilton to have it now there's one thing that we need to get um, very very clear about Bernie Bernie Eccleston and that is that he's a hater like his base level the the temperature that he's set at is hater yeah and I think that that also happens from the compression that he feels because he's closer to gravity because he's so short he's a short devil um so he's closer to hell basically so he gets direct messages in a way that the rest of us who are maybe taller do not so his base setting is hater he's chatted shit about Vettel before he's chatted shit about Nico Rosberg he's chatted shit about so many different um, drivers only to then turn around and then be praising them in the next minute like he it's giving let me not even say he's just giving inconsistent it's giving somebody should check you into a home because um it's just really, really wild. Um, but who asked you? Well, I guess Sky News asked you, really. But it's the lies, like, oh, the fans want to see a new face. He loves saying that. No, we're happy with the face that we see. Why is it when it's black um, achievements that suddenly it's like, oh, no, 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 people want to see a new face. But then I say that, but actually he said the same when um, Sebastian Vettel won his fourth world championship. He was like, oh, well, it's getting boring now. Um, this is his fourth consecutive one, I think he said. Um, and fans want to see a new face. Like, how are you? That's how you know, like, the level of hateration that exists in his bloodstream is unrivaled because this is somebody who's making you more money they're making you more successful by being successful and all you're doing is talking shit about them. Why? So him saying, oh yeah, you know, he said that about Sebastian Vettel and four world championship titles. So now imagine Lewis with seven. He's like, no, 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 no. He can't get to an eighth and you don't want him to get to an eighth because then you'll break that myth of um, whiteness, white maleness being superior. You don't want it to happen. And that's what I wrote in my voice article. Um, but it's going to happen whether you like it or not. But he did say to the Sky News anchor, he was just like, oh, well, let's see if anybody can break it. That sounds so sinister to me. That sounds like a real threat. Like they're going to do anything that they can next season, whether it's a change of regulations or this and that to make sure that Hamilton doesn't get his things. And you and what annoys me is when people are underestimating the thing. Because when I said like, I feel like he made that call when it was concerning Lewis. I feel like he made that call regarding Michael Massey. I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Right. 
that he could have made a call somebody made a call anyway that made that happen because that didn't happen just casually it did not right it just did not now people were tweeting at me saying oh yeah but um Bernie Ecclestone isn't as involved in in F1 in that way anymore like he's being pushed out he's not as involved in that way anymore and then I want to draw your attention to what he said when Sebastian Vettel joined Aston Martin he said that he contacted Lance Stroll's dad is it Lawrence Stroll who is the um money man behind um Aston Martin and he said that he pressured him into taking Sebastian Vettel at um Aston Martin when Aston uh, when um Sebastian Vettel got let go from Ferrari because they wanted to, you know the young blood so they brought in I think it was um Carlos Sainz was it um so is it was it the, no because Leclerc was already there so anyway they brought in um Carlos Sainz and then they were like no you you can go um, in terms of, um, Sebastian Vettel. So, um, he said that, oh, he's, he said it in numerous publications that he was the one that pressured Lawrence Stroll into giving Sebastian Vettel a chance at, um, Aston Martin, because he believes that he still has more championships in him. He still believes, he believes he has more wins in him and he just wasn't treated fairly at Ferrari. So listen to that, that, yeah. So somebody that has enough influence to make an, um, a money man at another team take on Sebastian Vettel, who's been kicked out of Ferrari, right? You're telling me that he doesn't also have the same amount of influence to then, um, to then make a call and make certain things happen. Sometimes just because we don't see people's faces or we underestimate them because they're old and crusty and dusty does not mean that they still can't pull certain strings. And that I, that goes further because he's um, Bernie's um, gold digger wife. Um, I don't know if she's a gold digger. I don't know her name. Um, I think her name is Fabio, Flabio, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, he's young ting that he married. Um, what's her name? Fabiana Flossie. Okay, girl. Um, Fabi- Fabiana Flossie, who he married in 2012. She's now become um, FIA vice president. They did an election and she's now become FIA vice president. So you're seeing that he's still trying to keep influence in certain regards um, with certain things. And now we've got a new head of the FIA um, as well. And I find that it's interesting that the new... Um, head of the FIA was now saying that um his name is Mohammed bin Suleyem um he's saying that um Hamilton's likely to be fined or sanctioned for not showing up to the FIA awards ceremony so after the championship is done after the races are done for the year the person who wins um first second third is written in the article, in the, in the articles, in the guidelines that they must attend the ceremony. And this time it was held in Paris at the Louvre. Um, and he, um, Hamilton was meant to attend, but Hamilton didn't attend. And in support of him, was his face also didn't attend Toto Wolf. They were boycotting it because of the decision that was made. And he's only literally just started in this role. And he's already talking about, well, you know, there'll be fines for, um, Lewis Hamilton not attending because at the end of the day rules are rules are you fucking stupid rules are rules but Michael Massey could interpret the rules in a way that he wanted like you don't feel shame when you're saying that you don't feel shame at 
all when you're saying that about rules or rules rules are clearly broken whenever people feel like it so it is what it is we'll all do what we like like how to me again that's what i'm saying about the violence of it you expect him to come to a ceremony to see somebody else lifting his trophy and people to be laughing in his face not that anyone would laugh in his face because we'll come out there and we'll box them up but it's just sickening like everywhere it's just a sickness like everybody's clearly moving mad and it feels like bullying at this point is what I'm saying um yeah it's just and he doesn't even stop there this Bernie Eccleston doesn't even stop there he's now like oh well um I don't understand why um Lewis Hamilton got a knighthood or whatever no someone asked him a question about knighthoods and did he think that Lewis Hamilton I don't even know why people are asking wayward questions anyway but they were like oh what does he think of Lewis Hamilton getting his knighthood and he was just like oh well um I don't see I don't think that people are as deserving of knighthoods this these days because um they're not really doing anything but what have you done what did Jimmy Savile do to to deserve a knighthood Jimmy Savile got a knighthood and then you lot had to start figuring out ways to um you know change the whole discourse around that and how can you give him another title and take the knighthood away from him as if there aren't other um kiddie fiddlers there in that mist as well but you know that's a story for another day um leave leave the guy alone Bernie leave the guy alone like the the racism that he kind of exudes or that kind of um he he emits that's what people should be worried about you lot are worried about 5g 5g be worried about bernie okay that's what you focus on bernard that's that's who you should be worried about because the level of hate the the level of hateration is catastrophic it's nuclear at this point it's disgusting i don't understand that 90 years of age you're still sexing gyal you're still sexing gyal and impregnating gyal like do you not want to rest your grave you're literally tap dancing around your grave just one just one small move just once the slide to the left step to the right and you're falling in that grave any moment now you can go but in the last moments that you have of your life you still want to spend it being a hater jesus Ooh. Jesus of East Dulwich and Crystal Palace like I'm disgusted I'm truly disgusted you'd think at 90 years old like your penis is soft that your heart will also soften but no you're still hard-hearted and heart hard-hearted and hard-faced even that haircut has no one told you who you look like you look like that guy Jimmy that we were just talking about some nasty haircut looking like a mushroom that sprouted from hell what move move anyway um i feel like i've pretty much said all that i want to say on that but somebody did send in a voice note um actually about bernie so why don't we play that in case there's anything any extra castings that he needs Hey Kalechi, I hope you're doing well this week. Um, this is another straw for Bernie Eccleston now coming out. You know, it wasn't enough that Lewis Hamilton didn't win. Now it's like, no, how dare he walk away with dignity? We have to do something to really fuck him up. Dickheads. So now he's saying that Lewis Hamilton doesn't deserve the knighthood because you should really do something worthwhile to earn it. And 
You know, I have a lot of different feelings about receiving knighthoods and things that have empire at the end of it. Same. When black people get that, what a lot of these white people like Eccleston don't like is that they're on, uh, in many, many ways, um, are now entitled and have the same access to resources that a lot of powerful white people have. That's what Eccleston doesn't like now, that Hamilton now has access to these resources and places and doors and whatever that he and other powerful white people are entitled to. And he doesn't want Lewis to have those privileges. And what's interesting is that when we know about other people out there that aren't black, that are abusing kids, you know, and they get the knighthood. It's like, oh, but, you know, they've done so much for charity and this, this and that. So in Bernie Eccleston's mind, you can do horrific things to other human beings, but if you do a bit of charity, that means you deserve a knighthood. Fuck off, Eccleston, and suck out yourself and suck out your mother and suck out anyone else in your fucking vicinity. Dickhead. Anyway, Kalechi, I hope you're well. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely um, solstice, Christmas and so forth. Take care. Love to you and your family. Bye. That was perfect. That was truly perfect. And those were words that needed to be said because, um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's just absolutely wild. And I think that that's actually a great segue because that was a nice entry um, into straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. And I'm glad that that first one basically went out to Bernie because just leave people alone. Like they're already going through things as it is. And then you want to now start twisting the knife in. Hmm. Like I keep saying, you lot keep playing with the wrong people's children. You keep playing with the wrong people's children and you're going to get yourself got. And I mean that spiritually before it's like, how you threaten Bernie? I don't need to threaten him. Like these people are calling him. The people that are calling him from down below the earth's crust, he needs to go meet them. Um, my straw of the week goes out to um, this uh, company that makes candles. Um, it's a Mayfield Consumer Products candle factory um, who they, the supervisors told people that they couldn't leave, that they told workers that they could not leave when the tornado was about to hit and people died. So it says here um as a catastrophic tornado approached um this city on friday employees of a candle factory which would later be destroyed heard the warning sirens and wanted to leave the building but at least five workers said supervisors warned employees that they would be fired if they left their shifts early for hours as word of the coming storm spread as many as 15 workers beseeched managers to let them take shelter at their own homes only to have their requests rebuffed the workers said Fearing for their safety, some left during their shifts, regardless of the repercussions. At least eight people died in the Mayfield Consumer Products Factory, which makes scented candles. Um, the facility was levelled and all that is left is rubble. Photos and videos of its widespread mangled remains have become symbols of the enormous destructive power of Friday's tornado system. Um, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said Monday that 74 people were confirmed dead in the state. Um, uh, Michaela Emery, 21, said in an interview from her hospital bed that workers first asked to leave shortly after tornado siren sounded outside the factory around 5.30 p.m. Um, So I just want to say rest in peace uh, to the people who sadly lost their lives um during that tornado because this fucking mayfield consumer products candle factory did not allow people to leave as it should have done um when those um 
when those sirens sound um started sounding um it's just really sad and this is why your favorite um novelists need to stop conflating what capitalism means and start to stop saying things like oh there's a bad capitalism and there's a good capitalism there's only capitalism which is bad like trying to make it sound like oh no but um Igbo people we traded and we did this and we no 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 there's a difference between trading equally amongst people and then there's capitalism so stop conflating the two um it's just really really sad that this happened um it's just horrible just so so horrible um like and I get where people were coming from because it's just like well if I go and this company survives this tornado I'll have no job because they'll say that I left when they needed me most Um, I'm looking at the tower card now that's still left out from my reading earlier and it's making me think back to what um, I was saying in the initial tarot reading that you've given so much to other people have you put um, a moment aside to give to yourself and I think that's also in regards to companies as well like so many people are breaking their back for the companies that they work for um under this illusion that oh you know they'll get you they'll they've got you should things go wrong and most companies do not have you there they do not have any loyalty to you but they require 100% loyalty from you but they don't give you the same thing in return honestly that's how I feel about Mercedes for all of the constructors championships that Lewis Hamilton's helped them win this one time this one time you just needed to go hard for him yes okay I appreciate that you've been saying oh yeah they've all made sure now that they're saying that he's the greatest driver of all time because he is he's broken that record whether you try to steal the record from him or not he's broken that record and it's his now he's the greatest driver of all time hands down whether you like it or not so I appreciate that they're saying that, but that's not enough. You're letting them fob you off with a fucking commission. No, no. This one time you needed to stand by him properly and you lot weren't even capable of doing that due to bureaucracy. And that's what I'm saying. And we're not even seven, um, well, in my opinion, eight time world champions. Not, we're, we're not even that. So imagine the level of loyalty that some of these companies think that they owe you when you're not even that. So you can't come and kill yourself for a company they'll threaten you or you lose your job and that's the sad part of this that the people who stayed needed that job clearly they needed the job so it was horrible and it was unethical for them to have been made to stay in the building and continue working even though that tornado was coming and those poor people lost their lives because of being poor and that's why capitalism is fucked and that's why everything is fucked and unfair so suck your mum the person that owns that company I was even trying to see a name like absolutely fuck you for um creating an environment where you'd make people stay um the what is it the current CEO is Troy Propes Troy suck your mum suck your mum suck your mum because just Mary Propes was the founder wherever you are you could suck your mum too like imagine candles all for the sake of candles, I can't go home in a tornado, and then now the people are dead, no, and Bath and Body Works, and anybody that was buying candles from them before, you better cease um, 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 purchasing from them, no, no longer, that building was, that factory was absolutely flattened, absolutely flattened, nah, lawsuits should be coming thick and fast take them for everything that they've got take them for absolutely everything because 
that's horrible. And you jobs worth, so any of those supervisors that were like, you can't go. That every time I'm hearing sirens and still none of them have put Boris inside. They've not put one single Boris inside any of these cars because everyone's conspiring and colluding together. Disgusting. Anyway, all those supervisors that were like, oh, you can't go home. If you leave, rare, 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 you can suck out too. And I hope you have nightmares for the rest of your lives, you stupid bitches, you cunts. You candle loving cunts. You candle licking cunts, you pricks. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So sad. I'm not even going to say Jack, be nimble, Jack, be quick. I hope you get burnt on that candlestick, you fucking pricks. Um, I said it now, didn't I? Anyway, I'm just so rest in peace to the people that lost their lives and absolutely fuck you to the candle um, making company, the Mayfield Consumer Candles, rare, 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 whatever the fuck you call yourself. Um, I hope that your candles, for some reason, for the rest of time that your that, that your business is in operation, your candles smell like shit. That they smell like dog shit, you pricks. Um. Anyway, that's that for this week's episode of SYM. I feel like I've covered the things. Um, things were covered definitely. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, continue to share your thoughts online. Um, I won't be there, but continue to share your thoughts. And I'm so thankful that you're all on this journey with me um, as I talk about the things that, you know, um, catch my interest or pique my interest and things like that. RIP to the baby girl that is Bell Hooks. Thank you for everything that you've done. Big up all of yourselves doing wonderful things. Um, and remember to send your letters and your voice notes to sym at kalechiokarfor.com. Thank you, Lewis, for your beautiful song. Thank you, for, um, Monifa, for your... Um, lovely voice note i resonated with it greatly um big up yourself emma for um, your running challenge and just for all the great things that everybody's doing thank you to anna louisa for sponsoring the episode of um this episode of say your mind um and yet you can join us on patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash kalechi okafor and that is it I've been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Bunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.